Hey everybody, welcome to Feel for the Soul with John Gifter. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to today's session where we have a special guest with us and it's none other than Zion Sharma, who's an evangelist, a missions coordinator at the global, uh, wait, I just, Kingdom Mission. Uh, I just messed up with that. Kingdom uh, Mission so, Global. Kingdom Mission Global, yeah. Because I got messed up with the, the Global School of Missions and Kingdom Mission Global. So anyway, I'm so glad that you're with us. Uh, thank you so much for being with us today, Zion. And uh, just uh, take this time to introduce yourself, uh, where, uh, where, from where you come from or what you do and uh, uh, how are you where you are right now as an evangelist and all that you do for the kingdom of God. Uh, it's an honor, uh, John Gifter. It's an honor just to be on here. Uh, so I'm an evangelist and I'm a missions coordinator. Uh, I work for an organization called the Kingdom Vision Global. And uh, we are all about reaching out and making disciples and training people uh, to go out and do uh, discipleship work as well. And But a main heart, I think for me, my main heart is always reaching out. I'm a missionary at heart, and that's what I'm called to do. So, And God has been so faithful in that. He has uh, opened doors, and uh, that's what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about traveling and going out and reaching out to some of the unreached and sometimes reaching the unreached, most people think it's a location, but sometimes wherever you are, there are people who are unreached and we need to go out and reach out. So that's my heart and it's an honor to be here. Yeah. That's wonderful. I was just going through the fact that you have been part of pro-life movement and uh, coming to all that's going on right now between pro-choice and pro-life and we're also looking at uh, the fact that that's one of the biggest hottest topics uh, that's going on right now i mean in fact uh, following the you know, you know the election process in, in the united states of america currently uh, i just came to know i don't know if you know this that um, one of the persons who's running for one of the runoffs in georgia uh he's a pastor who ran uh this uh for this place of senate senate um saying that he's pro-choice so it's it's uh, started creating ripples all around and uh, it's making a huge uh, impact. So uh, what is your take on this? And uh, uh, what do you think uh, as a believer, why are there people who are still off for pro-choice and why they should understand what is the right place to be at pro-life? I think, yeah, for me, when I, I really understand is this, it's not about even pro-life or pro-choice. It's about being pro-Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's my conviction as well. You know, Jesus is the giver of life. He is a creator. And uh, and it's his creation, right? We don't have a choice to end his creation. And I always use this example, right, uh, that mm -hmm. when an, a, a baby has been born and let's, for example, say a nurse murders the baby, she will go to jail she'll be put in jail for killing a newborn baby but how is it possible that the same baby that let's just say is three months three months before the baby is born or four months before the baby is born any months before the baby is born because it's 15 days that the baby's heart starts beating so life has already begun and we as a body of christ need to understand that we are called to protect uh we are called to be lifeless we are called to be the, you know the voice 
for these little babies. And it's so important. Uh, and the conviction you ask the Holy Spirit, because there is a genocide that is happening right now. And people don't want to talk about it, but it's happening, you know, more than any other issue that is happening in the world right now. Abortion is one of the main issues that is happening. And one of the most issue that takes life. And you can do your statistics, go check out stats on Google, and you will know that abortion is one of the major uh, things that where murder is happening and children are being killed. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, you, uh, you were talking about the fact that you are uh, worked with uh, human trafficking and things like that. Um, that really uh, is something that's been uh, in my mind for quite some time because uh, not many people talk about it. And uh, is it happening even in India or is it only in some parts of the world? Or how can believers make an impact in this regard? Yeah. So about human trafficking, I was just like you uh, in that I always thought it didn't happen in India. It didn't happen anywhere. It was just stories. But as I started working uh, with raising awareness against human trafficking, I got to meet some of the victims and hear some of the stories. And trust me, uh, if you're watching this, uh, it's shocking that in India right now, the youngest prostitute, they I wouldn't even say prostitute, but the youngest uh, they literally the children who are kidnapped into trafficking and the, a, a child a little girl as old as eight years old that's the youngest even it could go younger to five years old are trafficked and pimped out and it's a major issue and it is happening all over india it's happening i've got to talk to victims i've got to work with people who are doing raids and the, their story after story of um, victims younger victims and they're using all sorts of forms, uh, mostly in the villages. They promise the girls jobs and then they put them in brothels. And sometimes it's it's more different where they, they meet people via a social media and promise them a better life. And then they come and then they get stuck and they're put in these brothels. And it's a very, if you read the statistics, it is extremely high even in India right now. And whatever you're reading on the statistics are not that, I wouldn't say, uh, to the dot because there's so many uh, you know girls who will go missing and young boys and children who go missing but who are never found so it's very heartbreaking and some of the stories you hear from the victims of what they go through will change your life forever like really uh, change your life forever uh, if you want to know more about what human trafficking is about go and watch on YouTube there's this video called nefarious uh, I don't know if I pronounced it right, but go watch that video and uh, it'll give you a better understanding of what uh, human trafficking is. And as the body of Christ, we are called, you know, the Bible says, I will make it and you did not clothe me. These women and these children and some of the, the, the men as well who are trafficked are beaten, they're naked, they're bruised. And we, the body of Christ, need to rise up and do something about it. We should not turn the other way. We shouldn't cross the road. We need to be like the good Samaritan who took them, you know, took the man in, put him in an inn and rehabilitated him back to health. And that's what we as the body of Christ are called to do. And that's what I really believe we should do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's amazing because not many people know about it. And that's one of the reasons we don't address these things. And I, I think I need to do a lot more on these topics because a lot of people have zero idea about what's going on. 
maybe we should have a session just for that maybe in the future uh coming to the next thing i want to ask you is um as you are a child of god an evangelist moving in the things of god uh what took you to this direction uh is there a specific event that occurred in your life or was it a, a transformation or uh do you get a direction from god or what exactly happened so uh for me I, i uh my my life has been such an adventure i would say uh my parents were um you know believers and they were mission doctors and they were passionate about what they did and throughout i throughout my teenage years i was very rebellious i didn't want to do anything regarding missions or anything i was so far away from that and i didn't want to do any do basically i didn't want to be a part of it and um So for me an event that took place in my life was when I was 18 years old I was diagnosed with tuberculosis and I was uh, around 18 years old I was really sick I was dying uh, the doctor had told me my lungs were too damaged uh, I wouldn't live longer than 6 months and that was a life changing time for me because I was I was like god I haven't that's when I like came back to god and I was like okay god I haven't really achieved anything in life if my life ends now what have I done for you I have done nothing and I went into that place of like lord I need you more than anything and I started praying and the lord promised me he would heal me and uh, when I went back to the doctor after those 6 months um Uh, the doctor was so surprised he looked at my scan and everything and he said it's almost like you another patient came because my lungs were like brand new and i know that was a miracle by the lord and since then i've never had any problems uh any uh, symptoms or anything like that i have traveled and and that's uh, god healed me and that really drew me because i remember praying when i found out uh, about the tuberculosis i said god if you heal me i will do what you have called me to do you if you give me breath in my lungs i will use it for you that's the words i use and god has been so good i i i'm in awe of that he gave me that breath he gave me a chance to live again and all i can do is live for him and i remember right after that i had gone for a camp and it was in in that phase i was asking god uh, what next what do you want me to do and it was in that camp that i i had an encounter I, i would call it an encounter where i literally felt the hand of the lord upon me and it was like a tangible touch and the lord spoke to me he said get up go and preach the gospel and from that time onwards i've been preaching and i know god's called me to preach yeah so that's that's really what uh, is my story and i'm i'm grateful for god <laughs> for doing that So how did your family react when you said you want to do what God has called you to do? I mean coming from an Indian uh, family background where most of things are already set by the family saying you know uh, if or if you're a guy most likely engineer or doctor or somebody said the other day if, if you're a girl be a teacher or, I mean so when there are so many of those expectations and then those uh, tantrums being thrown you know you have to do what your parents say how did you convince your parents or was there a challenge in that when you had to tell them you want to follow god's call over your life yeah uh i'm i'm i would say an exceptional case uh i can, my family i mean my mom was constantly a person that would tell me about god's call upon my life and uh, mm. the promise is like even when uh she was pregnant with me uh, she used to really pray and god would show her things that i would be doing 
And when I, as a teenager, went in my own direction, it was that time my mom would actually tell me that I'm going to serve God. And I'd be like, I'm never going to serve God. <laughs> That's the last thing I'm going to do. And she would constantly like pray and prophesy over me. And I did not care at all. And they were the, like, literally my mom, she always used to tell me, you know, you are going to serve God. And the least in my family, I would say I would not qualify uh, in my family or extended family for to what for everything that God is doing through my life right now. And uh, basically it was them. My mom has been extremely supportive. My brother has been extremely supportive. My dad passed away, but they were all very supportive of uh, my you know decision to follow God. And I would say this, like if you're a parent watching this you know your children don't belong to you they actually belong to the lord and my mom is a very protective mom um, any daughter she's protective and she loves me and if it was up to her she would keep me in one place and give me the world but she also knows that god has called me and so she surrenders me to the lord every time i travel every time i go somewhere she just says god go with her and she's one of my biggest uh, intercessors i would say she backs me up in prayer and she does that for me and i'm appreciative of that i know not many people have that and if you're that person watching this and you don't have the support of your family again you know you're accountable to god at the end of the day you belong to him more than you belong to anybody else so be obedient to god at the end of your life god will ask you you know where you obedient to me what have you done for me it is we are accountable to god first before we are accountable to any man so I'm grateful that I have a supportive family and one of the you know families that, that that are very rare, but they have pushed me more into my calling than 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 I would want to be sometimes. But I'm grateful for them and the support is amazing. Yeah, that's very true. You don't have to do what God has called you to do. But at the end of the day, you know that's what Jesus specifically told. Um, and personally, having run the ministry which crossed eight uh, a couple of uh, months ago, and um, seeing the challenges and the opposition that I faced, or uh, it, it's it's never been an easy ride. So for you, as uh, a person who's been walking in your call, um, I don't know for how many years you've been walking, but uh, what can you shed light on some of the challenges you faced in your walk uh, in this new direction? Yeah, uh, some of the challenges I think I faced initially uh, when I got into full-time ministry, I did have people support me. My family was very, my mom was very supportive of me stepping out. But unfortunately, at that time, uh, the people around me were not so supportive. Uh, they thought I was making a wrong decision. I wasn't qualified for doing full-time ministry, according to them. And, and I remember I had just got a job offer to leave the country. And so they thought that was the way God wanted me to, to go in. And everyone was giving me this word to go out and can pursue my career and build on that. But it was during that time I just took a pause and I said, God, I, I, I want to do what you have asked me to do. So that was a challenge where I had to walk alone in my obedience for some time. And I'm so grateful. They did come along like later on and they're supportive of what I do now. They, they talk about what I do. They, they, you know, they share my testimony and stuff like that. But initially, uh, it was a very uh, lonely walk with God. It took a lot of faith, I would say, uh, with the finances and living by faith and trusting God for day by day. 
daily direction. But I'm grateful for those years because I have learned to trust God as my provider. I have learned to trust God with everything because he's just that good. And he'll take you through the, that process. He will take you and he will, he'll obviously test. Lord, I had to just be obedient to God and say, okay, Lord, I'm just going to be obedient to you no matter what you say to me and I'll walk in your ways. Yeah. So that's my story. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Like you said, uh, whenever we say yes to the call of God, the enemy is not going to give us a red carpet to go and fulfill uh, our purpose. So there's going to be challenges. There's going to be testing seasons. And I always say this, you know, that's when you are tested all alone. You know, uh, Abraham was tested alone with regard to his uh, promise, uh, Isaac, on the mountain. So the, the testing season is one of the hardest seasons. Like I said, uh, sometimes I've speak, spoken to thousands of people. There are times I organize meetings and nobody showed up. And, uh, but those are the times when you really find it so difficult to move forward and um, move ahead. And, and, and coming to the next thing I want to ask you is if I'm sure that uh, I'm sure you know that I just released my new book, uh, Unveiling Purpose, because I want to help people walk in their purpose, discover their purpose and all of that. Um, but one of the things I notice is uh, people are hesitant to walk in their purpose um, because right. maybe it's a fear, maybe it's they're just looking for the right time, they're just waiting for the right opportunity, or they just think, you know, let me procrastinate. and you know, mm -hmm. things like that. So they have a million reasons or excuses to not walk mm -hmm. in what God has called them. So mm -hmm. what would be your argument to tell them, no, don't hesitate to step into mm -hmm. what God has called you? Yeah, uh, I would say uh, this. Uh, it's always, I always say this, that there are billion people waiting on the other side of our obedience. And people say, no, I, I'm not going to touch a billion people. So how can you say that? And I'm like, you know, look at people like Billy Graham, right? Who, who reached him? Like, do we really know the stories of who reached who? We don't really know. Like those people, we know Billy Graham. If you look at Reinhard Bonnke, we don't really know the names of the people that reached Reinhard Bonnke. But Reinhard Bonnke touched the nation, mm -hmm. right? Our obedience, we cannot say with human understanding, say no, uh, I'm not going to have that much impact. I don't know. We'll never really know. Eternity will tell us the story of how many people we reached out to, mm -hmm. and sometimes. I will never really know. I've been to places, I remember I went to this village in Nepal and they told me about this missionary who had come to that village and he only reached out to one person. He, he, he reached out to everyone, nobody listened to him and he only had one disciple, a teenager. And he baptized him and then he had, he had been there for like four years and only one disciple. And he must have left that village thinking, I'm a failure. I haven't done much according to the success of the world or success of anybody who would say, you know, your fruit wasn't that great. But that teenage boy grew up and he reached out to his entire village. And literally there's that right now in Nepal that is completely reached and they have raised up pastors, they've raised up missionaries who have gone out and I got the privilege of meeting somebody that was a fruit of that, fruit of that evangelism and he's a pastor and he goes out and reaches out to so many more people. So that's what whoever you are, you're listening, don't push it, don't push it for 2021, don't push it, push it for Monday or January because be obedient now. 
whatever it is, uh, ask the Lord, God, what is my purpose? And sometimes you have to walk in your purpose and then God will give you connections. God will give you the positions. Don't wait to get a position to walk in your purpose. A position and purpose are totally different things. You know, positions come. They come and they go, but purpose remains. You have to walk in it. And another story I want to share is I remember uh, when I was in this a student fellowship, I remember uh, thinking I used to just travel like from town to town, sometimes on one-way tickets, just by faith and just go trust God to reach out to students. And as a student, that was something that I was excited about. And as I would travel to these places, uh, there was no position for it. Nobody actually sent me to do anything. I just felt I need to go and I want to do this. I was so excited and pumped up. And I would just go like from a state to state, North India, South India, just all over visiting the fellowships and encouraging fellowship. And there came a point in that student fellowship that they a position opened up, a position opened up. And that's how I ended up being called an evangelist. In that case, they put me as an evangelist coordinator at that time. And that's why I want to encourage you, don't wait for a position. Be obedient to what God has called you to do. When he wants to give you a position, he will. But when you get that position, you will know you don't really need it. It doesn't, uh, your identity is not found in the position. It is found in God. And he's the one who gives us purpose. So yeah, that's my encouragement and my take on this. That's awesome. Because that's exactly what the Lord has been speaking to me in recent times. A lot of people think they are who their certificate says they are, right? Uh, if you see the, um, just take the example of David, his brothers were in, in the military. They yeah. had the training, they had the certification, so to speak. They had all those expertise. But to, till today, you cannot tell me one accomplishment of any of David's brothers. But right. David is the one who walked in his purpose, even though he was not called, you know, mm -hmm. nobody came and told him, come, there is an opportunity for you to, uh, you know, attack the uh, giant. But he mm -hmm. saw the need and he took the step. You know, a lot of people are waiting for that personal invitation. Can they come and call me, give me this opportunity, and then I would take it up. But no, be a person who creates your own platform. You know, that's one of the things I started in my own ministry. Because rather than me going, looking here and there for opportunities and things like that, why not me be the one who sets the stage and gives opportunities and platforms? And, and one more thing, like you said, what I really loved, I was reminded of how the... Uh, you know, Jesus healed the 10 lepers and only one mm. came back and told them, thank you. Mm. But in a little mm. sense, uh, if you see, he impacted 10 lives, but only one, he got to know that he actually impacted, like, you know, yes. even though he knew Jesus healed them. Mm. So mm. likewise, you have, uh, sometimes you post a video or something, you may get one mm. like, but mm. maybe there were nine other people who got touched or healed or transformed that they didn't tell you about. So never mm. underestimate your impact thinking like, okay, mm. I don't think I'm making an impact, but mm. just know that you do what God has called you to do. The impact is, uh, you know, beyond eternity. You would know only when you grow to the other side. And um, when you think about, um, mm. you know, examples of, like you said, Billy Graham or Renard Bonke or all of these people, were men of God, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there were very few, uh, or I, at least to my knowledge, women of God who made mm -hmm. such an impact. Like maybe there was um, 
uh, Catherine Kuhlman or mm -hmm. few of them were there uh, mm -hmm. who made an impact. Um, but other challenges, I mean, I've heard the stories and autobiographies mm -hmm. of many people like uh, uh, Pastor Benny Hinn and other mm -hmm. people who, Pastor John Osteen mm -hmm. and all of them, the challenges mm -hmm. they faced were different. So mm -hmm. as a woman, uh, mm. Were the challenges that you face different, or were there certain things that uh, were so different uh, that you wouldn't read from a, an autobiography of somebody else, like Benny Hinn or something? Is there something specific to what you went through? So that yeah, it encourage, yeah. so that it encourage young girls to walk in their purpose as well. Yeah, I would say yeah, there has been challenges. Uh, uh, you know, walking with the Lord, uh, being especially being a woman and being a single woman you know, on top of that. And uh, but one thing I know is the Lord is the one who has called you is faithful. That's what I would encourage anybody that is watching this. Um, there are times, yes, um, it has been challenging uh, where people have side looked to you or I've had places like that. I've been in rooms where they just don't want to pray for me. They would rather pray for, you know, all the men in the team and not me. And I've had circumstances like that. But I've also, uh, I would say, see, God is the God that redeems. And there was a redemption of women when we read scripture. When we read the scripture, we see uh, woman's, a woman's witness when Jesus was risen was not even considered a witness. It was just not valid yet jesus chose to show himself first to a woman in a time where it was not valid right they thought, i believe jesus empowered women he was born through a woman uh, we see the story of elizabeth we see the story of anna the prophetess why why show up why he could have shown himself to anyone but why show up to anna a prophetess who was a widow who was in the house of the lord not even significant yet god shows and it shows the redemption of women throughout the scripture where paul had women in his team you know he there was ministry teams there was lydia who had a house church in the word of god we see women constantly serving god and People want to fight that. They say, no, you know, women are not called to do these things. But this is one thing that I think uh, Lisa Bivier says this, and it's a quote from her, and she says this, that God wouldn't give in, if God didn't want woman to speak, he wouldn't give in her a voice. And that's what I want to say. But God has given you a voice, it's a purpose, uh, and he needs you to use that. And uh, don't, don't keep looking for somebody, like an example. Just be obedient to what God has called you to do. And if you have to pave your own path, pave your own path. And he will put you as representatives. I have had the privilege of, you know, leading teams where it's just been only guys, you know. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm grateful for this. And it's not like anything I have to fight for uh, significance. You know, my significance comes in the Lord. And that's really what matters at the end of the day be obedient god created there's neither female nor male you know we are one and we are working for one thing we are working to expand the kingdom of god and if you can look at that and each of us has a role you know the men have a role and the women have a role and we are not in competition we are in one kingdom so we work together and i feel like you know uh when the the, the scripture says you know god jesus i mean god created a helpmate for Adam. In Hebrew, the word is somebody in equal power to. Equal power to is what the, the direct translation of that means. So that means we are both called to work for God. 
our relationship works together. I know that there are, uh, you know, conflicts of gender right now, so much of gender issues. There's this a strong, uh, you know, another, you know, a, a, another level of toxic feminicity. And then, you know, there's another level of so many things that are there right now. But in the day and age, we are called to set an example of what an obedient person looks like. And throughout scripture, we see, um, we see uh, Deborah, she was a judge. We see Esther, she was a queen. Uh, we see Ruth, uh, who was a Moabite, you know, become, come in the line of Christ. We see Rahab, who had a dingy past, being called by God. We see God constantly using women who had great pasts, who had horrible pasts, who had qualifications, who didn't have qualifications. So when you read throughout scripture, you ask the Holy Spirit, God, show me. And if you're a woman who is watching this, the, if God has qualified you to do something, just do it. You don't know who you're going to touch. And that's really what matters at the end of the day. Are you obedient to what God has called you to do? Yeah. So that's my take on this. And whatever challenges you also face, give them to the Lord. Even if the journey becomes very lonely sometimes, still give it to the Lord and say, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to be obedient to you. And you can be the next Esther. You can be the next Deborah. And you can be the next you, you know, whatever your name is and whoever you're watching, you could be the next you. And so, yeah, God bless. So when you start walking in your purpose, whether square seasons when you question if uh, I know initially it's very dry and, you know, you find it hard to get ground and all of that. So there's always these conflicting, conflicting thoughts like, uh, am I doing the right thing and I'm just waiting for God to show up or am I doing the wrong thing and that's why I'm not seeing a result. So did you face such a challenge or conflict in your uh, walk in your purpose or how did you counter that? Yeah, I think the walk with God is a is a state. I feel like it's the, the way your heart is. Sometimes, you know, we miss. Uh, if you're very honest, most people sometimes miss it. Sometimes we miss it in our journeys. But if your heart is 100% to do the will of God, you don't have an agenda, then I feel like God is gentle enough to lead you in the right direction. And how do you, how do you constantly live in knowing your purpose, hearing God's voice is getting you know, really reading the word of God, really spending time with God to know his voice, because ultimately, if you don't do that, what happens is there will be other voices, right? There's, we are always learning, there's television, there's uh, social media, there's so much influence that people are influencing us as much as we influence others. So when we're walking in our purpose, let our foundation be the word of God, your foundation ultimately is the word of God. And God has given us the Bible. So spend time, read the word of God. And one thing I've noticed is you will know when somebody is really reading the word of God. They are most stable in their life. They're most stable in their mindset, even how they deal with situations, because you know what God is saying. Uh, constantly, you're like, okay, Lord, I'm going to pray the scripture. When I'm confused about something, I'm going to pray uh, a specific scripture. Uh, if I'm feeling very troubled, I'm going to read scripture that you know, helps me understand and process this. And that's what I would say. If you're really struggling with purpose and all of that, spend time with the Lord. Pause. That's what I always tell people. Take a good pause because Jesus always took pauses. He went up to the you know mountains. He went alone to the alone places and he spent time with the Father. So how much more? If Jesus had to spend time with the Father, how much more should we 
you know, spend time with the Father. And the more we spend time with the Father, the more we are we have the strength to do His will. You know, Jesus, I believe, was able to go through the process of the cross because of that relationship and intimacy he had with the Father. The, the, the same relationship and intimacy that he died for on the cross for us. You know, when we spend time with him, we are most solid as believers. We hear his voice. And even when we're going through difficult times, we trust him. We will go through difficult times. You know, the the we see the apostles, right? We see them praising God in chains. We see the book of Philippians was written by Apostle Paul when he was in prison. And it's called to be the happiest book in the Bible. How can you write the happiest book in the Bible while you are in chains? It shows that the state of mind, you know, the, the place you're in cannot determine the peace you have inside. That's what the, the apostles had. They were ship like, let's look at Apostle Paul. He was shipwrecked. He was bitten by a snake, but you see him unshaken. He just continues. He's bitten by a snake. He still shakes it off and he continues to put firewood. And that island was reached for the glory of God. So it is not about our circumstances. We will go through some difficult circumstances as believers. But who is with us, a peace without understanding. And that's what I want to encourage you if you're watching this, that even no matter what you're going through and the storm that is going around you, trust the God, trust God that he is a God that is walking with you through the process. And he will walk you. Sometimes, um, I always say this, sometimes God will make you walk through the storm. Sometimes he will take you through the storm. Sometimes he'll make you sleep through the storm. But trust him that whatever storm, and sometimes he will rebuke the storm and it's through you. So tr have that discernment of what God is saying, no matter what storm you're going through in your life. Yeah. That's very true. I love the way you explained about the storm because I just spoke about the storm two days ago. And uh, the thing is, uh, um, we are going through this season, uh, the whole world is going through this pandemic and all of that. And uh, is there something the Lord has been putting in your heart and in your spirit about the season? Um, for me, there were so many times God has been speaking specifically to different seasons. So uh, if there's something you'd like to share about what God has been sharing or putting in your heart for this season. Yeah, uh, for this season, I would really say, for me, God's been speaking to me about redeeming the time, not pushing it for some some, some other day. Uh, I'm sure some of us in 2019 pushed our plans to 2020. And the way 2020 went, we were not able to do any of those plans. And I would say in this season, the Lord has been telling me that he's going to redeem the time for us. And that's really what's important. And any promise, I've been saying this all over, um, to some of my friends that any promise that God has given us, you know, in 2020 that hasn't been fulfilled, we serve a God that doesn't lie. If he has said it, he will do it between now and, you know, ja I mean, January 1st. He can do it. He's a God that redeems time. And in this season, there's a, there's a lot of voices, right? We have a lot of fear. People are saying a lot of different things. But we, as the body of Christ, we know that our foundation is Christ. It's a solid foundation. It cannot be shaken. And, and we should not withdraw in fear. I feel like it is time for the church to shine. We are called to be a lamp on the lampstand, not 
under or hidden. We are called to be visible to people. And in a time where there's no hope, I believe that we are called to show the hope of Jesus. In time where people are like, I've had, I remember um, I had this mask I was wearing. It says faith over fear. And I had just printed this mask and I said, God, if I, I'm going out, but I want you to use this mask. And I ended up going to an aquarium and the, the kid who was there, uh, and he was a young kid, uh, maybe in his teens or something, he, uh, in the end of it, he's like, what does your mask say? I said, it says faith over fear. And we ended up having a conversation because he was like so afraid. He didn't know what, and he asked me, is this the end of the world? And I got the privilege of, you know, talking about Jesus to him, encouraging him, a random stranger on a street in Bangalore, you know, got to share the gospel with him and pray for him. And he was open to it. And right after that, he was saying he was so refreshed and he was so blessed by that encounter. So in these times of fear, maybe let us let our representation be faith over fear. You know, let us be those people that walk in faith instead of fear. So that's my uh, word I feel for this season. That's so amazing, especially when you spoke about time. I was mm. really caught, uh, uh, you know, because you know what? Just uh, about two or three days ago, I got a vision of God stopping the time, and uh, He's going to make time. This is the word that I got, and the vision that I got. And when you said that, that's the same thing that God's been speaking to you. I was uh, really astonished with in the same spirit the Lord has been speaking, and like you said. You know, uh, I, I'm glad you brought up the co uh, conversation about the, your mask. And uh, guys, if you're watching, and I, I think I've shared about your mask to different people. So, uh, you know, I encourage you to check it out because I love the fact, like, you know, when you wear this kind of a mask or even I have this JGI mask, the John Gifford International mask. And uh, I always love to wear a cross whenever I go out, even especially in public, because um, you know, that's a silent way of preaching the gospel. You know, mm. yesterday I was talking to uh, one of my uh, staff who makes one of the, you know, snippet videos for the ministry and all of that. And he, he, he said, you know, they're printing T-shirts or uh, other things and then bring the gospel through that. So mm. it's, a, it's a, a way in which we can preach the gospel without even opening our mouth, right? Mm. So... Being a light in different ways, God is uh, doing, and it's amazing how you've been doing the same as well. Um, so if people want to connect with you, um, to pray with you, and all of that, um, how, how can they connect with you? Yeah, uh, you can connect with me on Facebook. Uh, I'm, my name on Facebook is Zain Sharma, and the same thing on Instagram as well. Uh, you can always leave me a DM. I would love to connect. I'm open to prayer and, you know, counseling or whatever it is, but I'm open and I'd love to connect as well. Yeah. That's awesome. Last question for today. What is um, your closing remarks? If there's, if there's something God has been putting in your heart about uh, the ministry, uh, our ministry, John Gifts International, and uh, all that, I mean, you want to say to our viewers and listeners, um, just want to tell you in case you didn't know that there are people watching and listening to my videos and podcasts from across the globe. So um, if there's something that the Lord has been putting in your heart, you would like to share and minister the stages. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I'm just so blessed to be here. 
uh, I'm so blessed to be here and uh, thank you, John Gifter. Thank you for, you know, John Gifter Ministries and what you're doing is your obedience and your consistency has, uh, it blows my mind at how consistent you are with what God has called you to do. And I remember you shared your testimony about how it was, it just all began with what WhatsApp messages and <laughs> it was just reaching out through a, a different medium. And uh, I would say if you're watching this, uh, to be encouraged that whatever way it is, let us expand the kingdom of God. If it means making videos and uh, using media, which is amazing because you can reach out to so many people through media high quality media and people are watching this so i would say if you're watching this and you know you are just want to be obedient to god do it don't don't um you know wait for something to happen but be obedient to god in any aspect you know whether it is media or whether it means taking a one-way ticket to one place or whether it is just uh you know starting something by writing on you know starting a blog starting a youtube channel whatever it is that god has called you to do start it don't keep waiting for like like, like another opportunity or another opportunity or even you know people always say this people always say there are many already so many youtube channels there's enough you know output but I know this, if God has called you to do something, it is your tone of voice that will bring people to you. And as you said, whether it's one person or nine people or 10 people, we, are, we serve a God that will go after one lost sheep. You know, let us be obedient to what God has called us to do. So John Gifter, I mean, what you do is you do an exceptional job with just uh, putting out media, putting out uh, content, for people to watch and people to be blessed so if you're watching this he's a great example to follow and you can always ask him questions on how to do that and i'm sure i also have questions i will ask <laughs> yeah thank you so much and uh, i'm so glad to have this session with you and uh, i was just going through the comment sections i think so many people have been blessed by and so, uh, so grateful that you were able to make it today and thank you god for making it happen because there's so many times we tried we planned and this didn't work out even now uh just uh five minutes before the recording is when the electricity came back and so i think you know the lord has been victorious in this and uh, guys uh, i encourage you to connect with uh zion check out our content uh, uh, she even writes i think our blogs on instagram uh, do check them out and also um you know it, she's part of so many different things uh even for women that she connects prayers so if you're a women woman so you have an uh, opportunity to be a part of it as well so um connect with her be uh, she's a great blessing a prophetess for the kingdom of god and um, before you leave i just want to tell all of you guys um don't forget to like comment share subscribe uh, let us reach as many people as possible uh, do check out my regular podcasts that are available on spotify or anchor or google or apple Podcasts. and also you can connect with me through so various social media platforms if you're on instagram through reels and quotes and through parlor and facebook don't feel free to uh, Sorry, feel free to reach out to me. And last but not least, if um, you would like to check out my book, Unveil Your Purpose, a bestseller, a number one, um, you can also check out. I think the details are all available. So uh, thank you so much for joining in. Um, and once again, Zion, thank you so much. Um, and guys, don't forget to check out her T-shirts available and her 
mass and all of the different things so you can connect with her you'll get to know more on them as well so uh and and just before we leave what why don't you close with a word of prayer for all of us awesome 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 uh we'll just pray lord we just thank you father uh for this wonderful time lord i pray that you would just bless us oh lord keep us strengthen us i pray for whoever is watching this right now lord i pray for your hand upon them god i pray that you will speak to them father i pray that they will walk in their purpose oh lord that uh even in these times of so much fear about the future god i pray that they will be certain that our god is the one that holds the earth in his hands oh lord the earth is your footstool our father you're a powerful god and a mighty god your word says god that you stretch forth your hand and the heavens were made you spoke forth and said let there be light and there was light the god we serve is mighty and i pray that whoever is watching this i pray that their focus will be on you lord that no matter what is coming all over the world they will look at your face your glorious face and know that you are in control oh god that you bring the change oh god you're the one that stirs people's hearts up oh god that your heart is to see people revived oh god and i pray right now whoever is watching this that they will be children that carry revival to india to the world to every to the ends of the earth oh god i thank you and i bless you in jesus name amen amen, amen. 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 thank you so much and thank you everybody for joining in god bless you goodbye okay.